thing, you know, we're in the business of going fast and so are the teams and, um, you know, they, they push it to the absolute limits and sometimes over it and that, that's what happens. And the full credit to Shane, you know, he just, just merged into the, into the family as if he'd been there all along. I was embarrassed for that race to restart in Tasmania. Dumb shit like that, that just isn't acceptable. From the racetracks across Australia, and here's Inside Supercars. Welcome to Inside Supercars, Craig Ravel and Tony Whitlock on show number 180. Craig, good to have you back. It's a big number, isn't it? 180 shows since we started Inside Supercars, and you add that to the 360 plus, and uh, it starts that up. It does indeed, it does indeed. Big numbers. And of course, we're always hearing big numbers around the supercar drivers, aren't we? You know, Craig coming up for start number 500 or whatever it is that he's having. But it's a run up to uh, Winton. It's uh, the uh, sixth event of the year and uh, a fascinating year so far with uh, one man really showing up almost uh, in Wincombe style, uh, running uh, four wins in a row. That's right. Uh, Scott McLaughlin out to a healthy lead at the mid-stage and on tracks, Tony, where you've been doing the numbers, based on last year, he could get himself a nice little buffer coming to the Enduros. He could indeed. In fact, over the next uh, four events and uh, the next uh, eight races, um, quite extraordinary. Last year, he had uh, four wins and three seconds over those eight races and one fifth place. So in all those races, the next four tracks being Winton, Hidden Valley, Townsville and Queensland Raceway, <laughs> he's a dominant form. And so... Uh, they should certainly look forward to this run-up to the uh, enduro races. Uh, then, of course, they've got that single race at Sydney Motorsport Park on the Saturday night. So that's a big event, that one. And obviously crucial that when you add that to the three single dry, a single uh, uh, race events at Sydney Motorsport Park, San Ann Bathurst, those are championship-deciding uh, races, aren't they? They can certainly put a hole in your championship, whether they can win you the championship or not. That is to be seen. It was funny, uh, I've been going through the archive, I think I've mentioned more than once about the 20 years of Inside Motorsport Online that uh, we've been playing every Friday on uh, Sport Radio and uh, I remember scoffing at the idea of the Enduros going back into the championship uh, because as you would remember well, Tony, uh, by July 24, maybe early August, the uh, Supercar Championship or the Australian Touring Car Championship was normally all done and dusted and then they had the two Enduros to end the year. How far we've come with them racing 10 out of the 11 months or eh, yeah, nine and a half at least of the uh, 12 months in a year. Yes, in fact, in the days of, uh, of the uh, Australian Touring Car Championship, I so remember that uh, you'd have that hot August lap after Oran Park, you'd go to Bathurst and have a, uh, a uh, preview of the event and a warm-up for the, the uh, Enduros by having that uh, lap around Bathurst. But getting back to uh, this year, the biggest news um, probably uh, most of the year so far was that Nissan is pulling out. Nissan won't be extending our contract and will be exiting the sport at the end of this championship season. It's been a hell of a ride designing and this is an Ultima race car and a road car based engine for competition in this category and something that we've really enjoyed the challenge of and are extremely proud of what we've achieved with it. 
We've got an amazing facility here and an amazing group of people behind us and uh, a car that is now pretty quick and uh, very competitive at a lot of the rounds that we've been to so far this year. So we're really looking forward to building on that. It's going to be business as usual for the remainder of this year and it'll be these cars that we'll be racing next year as well. Our capabilities here at the facility are probably one of the best in the country, so we're all really looking forward to uh, what the future can bring. Rather sad news. Um, they've uh, been around for about five years with the Kelly uh, brothers, um, and they've announced just today that they are leaving the paddock at the end of 2018. Um, the four-car team will continue, and Todd Kelly uh, giving us the news that they, their model of having four cars, uh, four Altimas, with their self-designed and self-developed uh, Altimas using the uh, Patrol V8, which was developed in cohorts with Nissan, that will continue on for next year. Next year, And the interesting thing is that, of course, now they're going to start conversations with their three drivers, that being the uh, Michael Caruso, who's been with them for at least four years, I think 13 he started there. Um, so be his fifth year there. Uh, Simona. Simona Di Sylvester in her second year. Yep. And Andre Heimgartner in his first year. So they're going to have conversations about what they're going to do because Todd Kelly has come out today and uh, has announced that they will, in fact, continue to run the Ultimas next year. Uh, but where beyond that, we don't know. They'll be doing it with their own development in-house. And uh, I know obviously they've been successful. They've won races. They've won polls. And they've certainly been uh, competitive throughout that time period, becoming more so as the years have gone on. But So that was the uh, first big news uh, of this year. The other um, thing that's happened in the last couple of days was that uh, Sandown, the uh, motor racing uh, event that's been held out at Sandown since the early 60s, um, they've just announced that they're going to have some Stage 1 upgrades this year at Sandown. Uh, with concrete blocks being put behind the Danlong Road end, where we've seen so many of those really atrocious, very large accidents the last two years on the first lap in both years, I think, too, wasn't mm. it, Craig? Yeah, Goulding and uh, oh, last Golding. year it was... James Golding. Golding, sorry, yeah, and uh, Todd Hazelwood in two successive years, yeah. two uh, very young drivers hitting the wall very hard, hitting the tyres very hard. Yeah, and of course, going back some years earlier, Will Davison um, had a very large one when he was in an HRT car. But uh, so the good news is that Sandown is continuing on. It was it was mooted by many that uh, Tail and Ben, which of course comes on stream this year in August in the supercar schedule, that was mooted that was going to be the 500 venue for uh, future years. But at this stage, we won't say that's going to happen in 2019. Just uh, we'll continue on with Tail and Ben being a as member of the uh, schedule of the supercars uh, tracks. But uh, great news to keep Sandown on because it is a track with great significance to the series. Mm. Um, the other news that broke this week was about Craig Lowndes. Uh, well, I think uh, there'd be a US president that would call it fake news. And in this case, it was. <laughs> and here's a moment where Craig Lowndes actually talked about his driving future before this story came out this week. Would it be fair to say now that Retirement is the furthest thing from your mind. 
wasn't in my mind, so I'm not sure what uh, uh, where that come from. But uh, we had a contract for this year and next year, and uh, like last year was terrible. There's no question about that. We all, in my whole career, I've had a couple of years where I've been pretty lean. Um, you know, both in Ford days, Holden days, and um, you know, last year was terrible. And, and you can't hide from it. The results show what it is. It's a uh, number of things that didn't work right. Irish and I worked very strong over Christmas to get it right. And I think that we've got a good little core group around us that work on the car that, that's, uh, um, you know, no different to what Scotty does, that you've got to rally around and, uh, you know, they've got to work for you. Um, they work damn hard to get the cars rolling out every every weekend. And uh, um, I think the only way we can pay them back is, is results. And, you know, today we went into the week, into the race, sorry, uh, not thinking that we'd be on a podium, but definitely trying to get back for points. You know, when everyone's going to have a bad day, you just got to minimise the, the the damage. Yes, Craig, I asked about retirement because when you did the extension, you commented at the time that, you know, while it was for two years, but if you got to the point where you didn't feel, you know, you were competitive, you'd think of, you know, pulling the plug early. So... Mm-hmm. Oh, look, you've got to be realistic if you're not performing and not getting results. Well, then, um, you know, I don't want to be a, just a driver to make up numbers and circulate and, and do it for fun. You want to be there competitive and, and uh, for the sponsors, the team and yourself. So, um, you know, last year, as I said, we, we had a, a roller coaster ride. And, and at the end of the year, to be honest, you know, you, you're a little bit down on yourself. Um, you don't doubt yourself, but you're a little bit down because you're, the results, you're working hard, but the results are not coming. And I think that, uh, you know, now we're seeing the, the, the fruits of what we did and put in seeds of what we put in last year to, to make sure this year was going to be uh, smelling like roses. Yeah, look, I, I'll call it for what it is. I found that uh, James Phelps and the Daily Telegraph have really done an atrocious job on motorsport. I mean, uh, there's a history of very poor work done by uh, people who work at the Telegraph. Um, you know, it's, it's quite sad that... Uh, uh, drivers, uh, not even, you know, stories being written and not even bothering to talk to the driver involved. So Greg's come out and uh, certainly uh, slammed it well and truly that uh, um, he, he's not retiring. And uh, I went to the launch uh, earlier this year up in uh, in Queensland, uh, the Autobahn launch of a team that for the first time ever had his name in the title. It's Autobahn uh, Lounge Racing and uh, he uh, he's certainly going very well, sitting fourth in the points. Had a win and a, a pole, and uh, there's no reason why he should be retiring because he's certainly still doing the job. Indeed. Anyway, getting back to uh, this week's show, um, we're fortunate enough that we've got Will Davison to talk about it. Now, Will's uh, about to head off to the US uh, to go and uh, watch his uh, cousin James Davison again competing. I think it might be his fourth time he gets a start at the Indy 500. Um, on Friday at uh, Winton this weekend, we'll see the first of the co-driver sessions for the uh, Enduro Cup this year, which uh, should be pretty terrific. There's a good number of drivers well and truly uh, red hot and ready to go. They are indeed. And uh, it's going to be interesting to see as as we record this, no talk about changing qualifying. So we will assume they're sticking with the standard qualifying, which uh, I think is, is more than suitable for this event. And then uh, we'll see how it all pans out. Test track for many of the Victorian teams, and over the years that has proved to be a hindrance rather than a help. Indeed, indeed. But they'll all be raring to go, and uh, it should be fantastic. So after the break, we'll be back to talk with Will Davison. 
Each week, join the Inside Motorsport team as they look at all the news from across Australia and around the world. Yeah, I mean, it, it means a lot. You know, through the years, a lot of reference this race is one of our majors. 600 miles around here is no easy task. Uh, we're able to beat the two levels to the boys and, uh, and meet Anthony Bigley in the final, which uh, we were able to have, um, take the win off him. So, uh, yeah, it was a great weekend for the uh, Raptor family. Inside Motorsport broadcast on community radio and online at sportradio.com.au. The views expressed on Inside Supercars, including the panellists and guests, do not reflect the views of the network, Thunder Media or Sport Radio. Any publication or rebroadcast of the show without the expressed written permission of Thunder Media is strictly prohibited. Welcome back to Inside Supercars. Craig Ravel, Tony Whitlock, and we're joined this week by Will Davison, pre-Winton. He's headed south to get ready and acclimatise for a weekend in the country. G'day, Tony. G'day, Craig. Good to have you here. Um, as, uh, as always, you need to acclimatise back to uh, what what is considered normal weather down south. Uh, being originally from Melbourne, you obviously would know what it's like. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, I'm a Melbourne still, and uh, yeah, many, many years of running around Winston, testing at Winston and rocking up there when, you, when you're, uh, you can't turn so, uh, no surprises, but we're rugged up and, and we're ready to go. Have you been to Winton since last year, since this round? No, I don't believe I have, actually. Yeah, that would be probably a, a long time since that's happened uh, for you. Um, exactly, exactly. Yeah, now, um, new team, new colours, new numbers, everything was new for this year. And obviously, you've got more than a pass mark to this stage of the year. You'd be not satisfied, but you'd be pleased with where you've got to. Yeah, you're exactly right. You know, we started with a really open uh, open book and a really clean sheet of paper, so uh, it's always hard to set goals. But uh, in all reality, I wanted to make sure, you know, we got through this first bunch of races, which has been incredibly busy for all the teams. You know, these first five or six events, it's just there's just no rest. We haven't had even had a moment to, to sit down and, and think or go testing or, or do anything. Um, so it's been a mission to get through stage one, let's call it, and, uh, you know, I just wanted to make sure we, we showed some good outings. We, we showed that, you know, as a team that we, we meant business, you know, and that, um, you know, just lay a foundation. And I think we've done that. We've, we've certainly ran up in the front pack uh, on numerous occasions. Um, of course, we've got a lot of room for improvement. But, um, yeah, I think we show that we, we mean business. And uh, that's exciting for me. We're all really motivated. We've had a small taste of... Uh, of what it's all about um, up the front of the grid and that's good for a really young crew as well to give them that and, and same with Phil who's put so much into this Phil Monday so um, yeah yeah well, uh, hopefully we can as I said keep our strong form up um, this weekend at Winton and, and bit by bit we're going to start raising the bar and, and sort of you know expecting more out of ourselves. Now there are a good number of components to putting a team together and and obviously uh, Phil chose some of the things that you were very comfortable with, such as uh, an FBR or Tickford Racing Falcon, um, but also other pieces like Jeff Gretsch. Uh, so yeah, Rob Crawford. Oh, sorry, sorry, Rob, Rob Crawford. Crawford right. Jeff's just next door. He's obviously sharing a booth yes. with uh, Team 18. Uh, it's quite cool, you know, where, where uh, you know, Jeff Gretsch and, and Rob Crawford obviously go back a long way. So even having... Um, those two knowing each other very well means, you know, our two garages work harmoniously, although we're very individual teams, one in a Commodore, one in a Ford. We still need to work with them, with our crew and, and pit stops and, and forging that relationship. It's really important for a single-car team because um, 
you know, it, it, it is difficult, but, um, you know, that's been really important. And, uh, yeah, we've, we've got a great little group. We've got a really good crew. And, um, as I said, it's, it's all coming together nicely. Um, you know, a reasonably familiar car, should I say, back in a, a tick for Bill Falcon. Uh, but, yeah, quite a bit's changed in the last five years as well. So, um, you know, it does feel, you know, a bit familiar in many ways. And, and I really do like a lot of the traits in the car. But, uh you know, we have had our struggles, uh, and not just us. You know, the Tickford guys this year have had a bit of a struggle. Uh, but I've got so much faith in that team and, and what they can do and the resources that they've got. And, uh, you know, we're working really well with them. So um, that, that's been really helpful for us. And I think, um, you know, we're only going to get the cars quicker and quicker as, as this year goes on. One of the things must encourage you enormously is what both Craig... And, and Scotty did over in Perth, coming from 25th, 26th and 19th to get to the podium. Because somebody, you know what it tastes like and you know how good it tastes up there, that you can do that. Or, you know, just It's not just a case of having the stars lining up, but just getting all the little ducks in a row that you can actually still get a win from what appear to be not a great place. <laughs> well, I mean, to be honest, I think that was a bit of a... A freak situation, um, but good on them. It was uh, pretty spectacular. And, you know, they, they were very, very quick guys, very quick cars, out of position. Um, at a place like Barbagello where, you know, you get so rewarded with a good race car there. It is so hard on tyres. If you've got a car that looks after its tyres um, and you use your strategy well, you can do that, absolutely no doubt. So, um we had a few things go for them. Obviously, the first lap, there was a lot of carnage. You know, they got through probably six or seven there in the first lap, and then there was a safety car. And I think they just played it very well. And, uh, you know, Ludo and McLaughlin played to their strengths, uh, got him out in clean air after the safety car. He was able to just punch out really quick laps, really, really uh, minimal tie deg, and bang, he's popped out in the lead. So, um when you look at it, uh, you can see how they've done it, but uh, being able to replicate that at many other circuits, uh, I don't think really easy, but um, yeah, certainly uh, pretty pretty phenomenal that, that Lowndes and, and Scott, you know, had that one disastrous situation. They would have been they would have been freaking out, you know. Uh, <laughs> that's certainly a, a good attitude. <laughs> Will, you're sharing, as you mentioned, with uh, Charlie Squaltcolt's uh, Team 18. And, uh, of course, uh, you have... Oh, that They had had the problem over the last few years of not having a Melbourne-based team to practice their pit stops with, <clears throat> whereas um, they've been working with the, uh, the Aubrey team up there in Brad Jones. How is it now yes. to be able to have the two teams based down in Melbourne? I think it's I think it's really good. Um, well, we've certainly uh, we've still got to improve um, in that in that department, but uh, the, the crews are working really well together. Uh, you can see a really harmonious, great relationship and uh, great potential. You know, so um, just a little bit more, little bit more fine tuning, a little bit more practice, um, just in the communication aspect. Um, and just the, the basic, you know, intensity of the pit stops, um, you know, but you can see we're not far off. You can see we've got some really quick guys on the guns and on the wheels and everything, you know, the potential's right there that, you know, it, it, it will work really well. It's just uh, not quite where it needs to be yet, but, um, you know, it's going to take a little bit of time getting getting the groups working together perfectly, say, to the, the spec 
of the, the two car teams that are, that are practicing three times a day together. Uh, <laughs> takes a little bit to get to there, but um, hopefully we'll be there soon because, as we know, that's so crucial what happens in the pits now. It can really make or break um, what's a, a podium or even, you know, different set of podium or a 10th or a 12th position, you know, can just literally be uh, what happens in the pit lane. So uh, really happy, though, with the relationship we've got with those guys. One of the components that you have in your particular corner of the world is the newest team owner in Phil Monday. While he's been around a long time, I first met him back when he was, in fact, uh, a sponsor on Rod Nash's car when he came into the series in about 96 or 97. So Phil's been around a long time around the sport. As you well know, he's got a history. Uh, He was involved with Peter Brock in his last car. Um, But... uh, Phil, I actually ran into at Sandown last weekend, the GT Series and the GT3 Cup, and there was Phil with Lewis Leeds, your young uh, stable mate who uh, I imagine you'd be mentoring a bit when you can. Yeah, I mean, Phil, he's a, he's a great guy. He's a cool guy to be around. He's a million dollars an hour. Um, he's got so much going on. He's very diverse, and very realistic as to, uh, you know, uh, where he sees himself in the team, but he really knows how to run a business, get the most out of people, and, and, and really knows what he wants. So um, he's been really open-minded and really uh, welcoming to me and really taking on my input. And, uh, yeah, really, really refreshing guy in the industry to work with, to be honest, and just uh, a great guy to be around. So it makes you want to put in twice the effort. It makes you want to give back to him uh, he's putting a lot in, and um, he's, he's, he's a genuine, genuine guy. So you just you, you want to see him do well. I feel that responsibility on my shoulders to, to uh, you know to give him the results because he really deserves it. So uh, I think he's good at getting the most out of his people. And uh, yeah, we've got young Lewis Lee uh, within the team. So it's, uh, it's, it's all happening for a brand new operation. Um, you know, him running around in the, in the Porsche GT2 Challenge there. So. Um, no, he's a good, good young kid, and I uh, already spent a little bit of time with him. So, uh, yeah, certainly, you know, from the 2020 racing brand, it's, uh, it's all, it's all happening, and, and we're really getting the name out there. And um, you know, we're not getting ahead of ourselves, but I think we're, we're a popular little team, and um, you know, it feels all about, um, you know, welcoming people in. The back of our garage is probably one of the friendliest uh, garages you'll find anywhere, and uh, very you know, drivers' families or sponsors or uh, whatever it is. It's, a, it's, a, it's, you know, a very, very uh, friendly, welcoming environment to be around. You're parachuting in now to the team. You're based up in Queensland, teams down in Melbourne. Over the years, you've actually uh, relocated a number of times for your racing career. How do you find the parachuting in? I've, I've had drivers give me both... Uh, angles in the past that one it's good because it's so intense and focused when you're in the in the uh, garage in the um in the team workshop but others have said no i i need that more contact i need to build those relationships a lot deeper where's your position on that yeah yeah it's um i, I think it's all right now at this stage in, in my career you know um you spend enough time with them um, and it means when you're down there that uh, you maximise your time there. Um, as long as you make that effort, you know, after every race event, I, I effectively fly back to Melbourne. I spend a couple of days um, after the race um, in at the shop, debriefing, doing what you need to do and, 
And uh, besides that, we're a, re- you know, a relatively small team. So, uh, you know, as I said, it, you know, it's, it's better to go home, um, you know, where I'm comfortable, where I'm based, and, um, you know, come down whenever they need me. But um, I, I don't think, um, you know, I don't think it's a complete necessity. Uh, we'll, we'll give it this season. I've never really done it before. Uh, but and we'll just we'll reassess how it's all going. But as long as everyone's comfortable, I'm I'm certainly comfortable. I'm certainly uh, still spending a lot of time down here in Melbourne, and uh, it just means that every minute I'm at the workshops, a valuable minute, not just uh, wasting the boys' times and and just and distracting them. <laughs> so, from memory, your brother was living in your Melbourne house. You got that to yourself now? Uh Jupiter. No, Alex is he, he he's been up in Queensland a long time, so. Okay. Um, no, no, he, he was living in my Queensland house, actually. Oh, okay. so, uh, yeah, back in the day when I, I moved back to Melbourne, um, when I joined HRT, Alex joined Stone Brothers Racing, so we literally did, he went straight into my house there. And um, But uh, no, not, not anymore. I can't claim that one over him anymore, that I'm his uh, landlord. He's, uh, <laughs> he's got his own place with his family. Your next racetrack after Winton uh, is the Indy 500, isn't it? Indeed, indeed. Very excited heading over there next next, next week. Next Wednesday. Yeah. So, yeah, pumped to get over there and uh, catch up and with James. My cousin James. Yeah, obviously, uh, be, be cheering him over. I've been to four and five hundred already, so this will be my fifth time. But uh, never get old. Obviously, great to catch up with Will Power, who's a really close mate. I uh, only spoke to him last week and. Obviously, uh, you know, very close with James as well. So, um, actually, Rihanna's coming over with me this year. And, uh, and I've got Bill Monday and his wife, Carolyn, coming over as well. So, we're, we're travelling uh, in a group of four to four and a half. That's going to be awesome. Well, I, I'm, I'm sure you'll enjoy the time. And I hope that James has. He's been sort of on the throes of just about to get a good result. And, and uh, I hope it's going to be this year because... Uh, he's certainly a very determined young man and been sticking at it for a long while. He has some of his uncle, his, his father, John, uh, some of his uh, the way in which he sticks at something. He doesn't give up. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, and he's forged a good career over there. He's got some, uh, some great partners and great backers. And, you know, uh, he's, he's in it to win it. You know, he does one IndyCar race a year. And, uh, <laughs> he's not scared and he seems to get into it pretty quick. And uh, he's certainly not there to make the numbers this year. Like, he genuinely... He's generally, if he's got the package and the car under him, he's <laughs> he's uh, he's all guns blazing. He'll he'll do whatever he's got to do. So, uh, uh, yeah, exciting. He's with AJ Foyt's team, a legend of the sport, and uh, you know he's, he's he's got a full program kicking off as we speak now. I think it's his first day back in the car um, today. So, uh, preparing for qualifying this weekend. So. Uh, yeah, we'll certainly be over there riding with him. After the break, we'll be back with more on Will Davison. Each week, join the Inside Motorsport team as they look at all the news from across Australia and around the world. This year in Formula 3, I think it's a fantastic environment for me to be doing that. However, I believe for myself, uh, a sustainable career in tin tops such as Bet Supercars in Australia is where I see myself. Second crack at the Australian Times since we've been back, and we're unlucky the first time that we end up with a win there at Speedway City uh, two weeks ago. Inside Motorsport broadcast on community radio and online at sportradio.com.au Join in the conversation post your thoughts on our Facebook page and to ask a question email insiders at sportradio.com.au Speaking of programs I must compliment you and uh, your fiance Rihanna um, I watched again on RPM on the weekend 
and uh, you did a fantastic job. I, I mean, I, I'm so impressed because uh, I can't think of another couple who work as closely as you do while at the same time keeping your own personas quite separate. Uh, it was terrific to see and, and really enjoyable. <laughs> Thanks, Tony. No, no, we, um, she, she's very pro, and uh, we try and yeah, we try not to stand on each other's toes too much there. But no, we're really enjoying that doing that uh, RPM segment with Maddie Wine. It's uh, yeah, it's really cool. You have talked about uh, James driving for a legend in AJ Foyt. Fair to say, you drove for a legend in Australian supercars at a very difficult time with. Uh, what I think was your first win at the same time as Dick was going to court to try and uh, keep the businesses afloat. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, amazing era for me. Just a, a young kid, um, bright-eyed, bushy-tailed, and, and my introduction to the sport, you know, with, with Dick Johnson. So um, I was incredibly respectful. I remember arriving. He had a big team, um, you, know, uh, you know, they had a big setup. So I jumped in. I remember the first lap over did in the 17 car, like I, because you know I'm a historian. I love the sport. I'm a fan of it. So to me, it was a really big deal. You know, I was very respectful of uh, being there and being in that car and in that factory. So uh, yeah, we had an amazing journey, and um, obviously, you know, they went through a very tough time from the Shell days to the West Point uh, to then. Obviously, um, things took a bit of a, a turn financially, and. Um, I went through a really, really rocky, rough patch, and um, I was sort of there at the beginning um, of the of the turnaround where we just didn't bring on board. Adrian Burgess, we got some Triple Eight supplied equipment, and we really rebuilt the team. and And uh, in 2008, had a had a great year. I scored two wins and finished fifth in the championship. So, um, yeah, very memorable chapter for me. Uh, was nearly close to family there, and you know, we certainly ended on. Great terms, very difficult decision for me to walk away, and um, uh, but have remained very close with the, with the Johnsons ever since. And as you're in a startup team now of a sort, but you've gone four car teams, three car teams, two car teams, one car teams. How much difference is it? to be driving where there's so much difference in the data you're going to receive and, and having teammates and, and lots of things? Yeah, I mean, it's changed a lot. I've yeah, driven in all the models. Uh, but to be honest, I, I can't the sports change so much, even from being within the team. Um, it really has changed a lot, um, you know, in so many different areas. So, uh, you know, a lot more of it's controlled now. All the cars are so easy. Uh, it's all the little details now that are crucial. Um, you know, back even a few years ago, I mean, chassis were open. There was so much variance in, uh, you know, in the way we looked at shock absorbers and the engines and the components going on the cars. I mean, there was a huge amount of difference between all the machinery. So, um, you know, now it's, it is more possible to be competitive in a single car customer operation. Um, it's still difficult, but it, it's, it's, it's possible to, to be up there challenging. So um, there's, there's pros and cons in all the models, um, absolutely. Um, you know, the old days, four-car teams didn't work. The third and fourth cars wouldn't have the same equipment. I was fortunate that I was in the lead factory cars at that point. But now, you know, it is more even in those bigger teams. Um, you know, single-car teams, we're down on people, we're down on resources, just basically down on brain power within our garage um, just in, in sheer numbers. Um, 
but you know you have quality people you have less you know you know less finger pointing you know less politics you know better environment um but yeah then again you also um you lack a bit of that uh, people power and you know mass power so um Anyway, very interesting, and uh, yeah, certainly got uh, yeah, certainly got a lot of experience at, at all ends of the pale. Can you talk about um, the years at Techno? Because there were some interesting things there. You got there; uh, they were hot on the heels of second place in the championship, and uh, Doc was your engineer and then the next year the whole team completely changed and uh, and then it, it seemed to get pretty icy when uh, ATB joined you again at, in the Techno Garage with uh, your stable mates next door. Um, yeah, interesting interesting period to be honest with those teams like that. You know, they're again a small team um, that you know, are very, very um, on edge as to whether you're you know, having success or not, you know, they're not big businesses, they're not big infrastructures, there's not much depth to them, so they're, they're very reliant on small pieces of the puzzle. So um, there was years there where they have obviously great equipment from Triple Eight, so they've been given good hardware, um, they had some really good quality people running the team, Jeff Slater, Steve Harlan, um, and a, a really talented small crew that ran the car. Um, you know, I jumped in there, and sort of effectively, um, you know, my first year, um, the original techno was still there. It was very one race. Steve Hallam left, and he was, you know, a big big part of why I wanted to go there. So that was obviously incredibly disappointing. Uh, but, you know, um, a very close team stuck together through difficult times, uh, and we were able to still nail some great results. You know, we, we had a very limited budget. Um, the, the, the sponsorship side of things was was really minimal in um, in the two years I was there, uh, much less than they'd had. But through good work and, and hard work and committed people, you know, we, we finished fifth in the championship. We won the Bathurst 1000. Um, and, you know, we, we still had some quality aspects of the team. And unfortunately, uh, you know, in the last year, you know, as I said, the, the sponsorship side of things was even tougher. Um, Jeff Slater left, and he was such a big part of that team. You know, he knew everything in his head. Um, but when you've got a team of six or seven people, and 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 he and he disappears with a lot of that knowledge, uh, it, it's very really easy for for things to not fall apart, but effectively start from scratch. And um, that's nearly what it had to do last year. Um, we start from scratch, and uh, it was nearly like a new team, effectively, when your number one mechanic and your engineer and data engineer goes. Um, it's like starting um, from from new, and uh, all the same as the sticker on the car, really. So uh, there was a bit of rebuilding last year in tough circumstances, and um, I think it was great for them that Adrian arrived. Uh, very important that they, they had someone uh, like that. Um, but unfortunately, I wasn't able to be a part of, of their plans going forward. Um, in, a, in a financial reality of it. Mm. And, of course, well, uh, prepared team. you perfectly for what you had to do this year. Exactly, um, exactly. And, um, you know, that's the reality when you're in teams like that. Um, but, you know, there's never certainty. You know, the sponsorship market's open and financially things are tough, so um, I can't uh, have much security there. And uh, But for sure, it, it certainly prepared me to be part of a, you know, a similar business model, uh, but a really fresh, uh, you know, fresh entry to the sport. And uh, I've certainly seen, 
you know, some of the positives as to what Techno has done and how they've achieved things in the small team. And certainly when you're running a small operation like that, how you can do it a lot better as well. So um, it certainly prepared me. And uh, you do have to change your mindset coming from a big factory team to a customer team. But I certainly had two years to, uh, you know, uh, to do that and, uh, you know, not be not be precious and, uh, you know, do a lot of things for yourself. But uh, certainly, yeah. I'm certainly uh, well attuned to uh, the smallest, smaller team side of things. Your two Bathurst wins are almost as different as they could be in that one was um, from a, a team when it was still in its heyday at HRT and the other one when a, a team was uh, really punching above their weight and getting a win. That uh, it, They obviously have both great uh, joy for you in, in getting those wins, but very different. Yeah, exactly, and I uh, hope it's not the last of my Bathurst wins, but uh, no, regardless, okay. yeah, no, regardless, just incredibly, uh, you know, I feel incredibly grateful that, uh, you know, I've been able to win two in, in completely different circumstances. The, the first being not only the factory Holden team as a, as a young guy uh, arriving there, um, you know, still when they were, you know, a big brand, you know, a big powerhouse and... Um, you know, I felt enormous pressure, and that, that that was the final year where the two main guys could drive together. Uh, yep. So that was Garth and myself, and uh, you know, there was big expectation on, on us to do that, and I'll, I'll never f- forget that was effectively the last year, of the old era of Bathurst, I call it, where it was all the guns together, and, um, and uh, yeah, that that was amazing. I'll never forget that. I was pretty young, and it was a bit overwhelming to be honest. It was all a bit of a blur. And um, then I had many years of there or thereabouts and pole positions and running up the front. But the cruelty of Bathurst really sort of hit me in some sort of years where I'd been leading the race and having all the standard Bathurst stories going on. And uh, year after year after year, you, uh, you, you know, you realise how much, uh, you know, you'd love to win it again because you know how much it means. And uh, to then do it with Webby in a small team, um, was was amazing. Everyone said you can't do it, and I always thought, well, there's no reason why not, you know. And uh, first single car team, I think, in 23 years or something crazy. So uh, yeah, I'm very proud of that stat as well. It was a controversial race, but um, that that's 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 motor racing. That's the way it goes. Um, certainly, you've got to be in it to win it, and we were in the mix all day. And um, obviously, we, we grabbed the opportunity when it presented itself. And this weekend, of course, uh, coming in will be your brother. Yeah, yeah, no, man, yeah, again, that's, uh, yeah, really special for me. And uh, Alex will have his first run in the car Friday morning. And, um, and yeah, yeah, we're, we're quietly just super excited. You know, we, we, we had uh, two years together at Erebus. Didn't think we'd get another shot. And uh, and here we are in a great environment with a, with a great bloke that runs the team. And, and uh, you know, he's, he's enabled this opportunity um, for us, and uh, you know, not only is it my driver, I think we've got one of the best guys out there who I think is driving as, as well as he ever has in his whole career. He should be in one of the top cars in supercars. You know, he was a, he was a good main game full timer, um, and you know, he, he's an absolute pick of the bunch co-driver. He just um, hasn't quite got himself where he needs to be as a co-driver. So I'll make sure we, we give him that opportunity to shine and. And I think a lot of people will wish they'd probably signed him up. So he's, he's racing in Europe during the World Endurance Championship. Um, Carrera Cup, he's super busy this year, so he's going to be really sharp. 
Have you spoken to him since he's got back from Spa? Yes, yep, absolutely. Yep, yep, spoken to him, caught up with him. And, um, and uh, yeah, well, obviously he'll be doing a seat uh, seat in the car tomorrow at the workshop. And, and uh, yeah, so Spa was disappointing. He's uh, the guy that owns the team, that's his co-driver, got, got involved in a little skirmish on the first lap of the race. They had a bit of damage to the car, so they got it repaired and he was still able to do Two, you know, two pretty long stints and get some really crucial mileage in the car because he hadn't been able to do that many laps. And uh, yeah, so he loved it. He said, you know, they'll flat through a rouge in a GT car, which shows how much downforce those new GTE cars have got. So um, now he's loving it. And that's one thing, I suppose, that uh, when he was, or you were in your career in uh, supercars here, he was very busy in the Super Cup. Um, you wouldn't have got a chance to really catch up with him uh, in either in Europe or when he raced in uh, the US in the series. Um, yeah, I mean, he was obviously spent many years overseas, but, um, in, you know, I was in England for three of the years he was in Germany. Oh, you yeah, were, uh, right. So, yeah, I did. I, that was when he was doing German Carrera Cup and Porsche Super Cup. So I certainly went to a lot of his German Carrera Cup races at um, Nürburgring, Hockenheim, I uh, went to a few of these Porsche Supercut races. I remember going to uh, Monaco, uh, went to Spa. So he's done some oh, wow. cool stuff. Right. Uh, but yeah, never, never, never when he was in America or European Le Mans, uh, when he did that in 2008, uh, missed the Le Mans 24-hour. And unfortunately, I'm going to miss it again this year, which he's obviously uh, doing. And I was just yeah, shattered to see it had a clash with our calendar. Well, we certainly look forward to catching up with the Davison brothers at Winton this uh, Friday and look forward to uh, following the results through the rest of this year. We uh, wish you both all the best and look forward to catching up at this weekend. So thanks very much to Will Davis on Inside Supercars. Thanks so much for having me on the show, guys. After the break on Inside Supercars, our final thoughts. Each week, join the Inside Motorsport team as they look at all the news from across Australia and around the world. And, you know, every, every year I see Jackie's crew at the Grand Prix and I just remind myself of his part in, in starting the, the path to safer cars. Dissecting the sport with interviews, news and opinion. Jack Brabham certainly left his mark, not only on Australian motorsport, but motorsport all around the world. Inside Motorsport broadcast on community radio and online at sportradio.com.au. Join in the conversation. Post your thoughts on our Sport Radio Facebook page. Craig, I, I can only reflect on what was... Um, certainly a dominant season for Scotty McLaughlin last year with twice the number of wins, race wins, as anyone else. But at the final hurdle last year, he stumbled and got penalties, three penalties in that last race. I can only think that he's grown that much that he can continue putting the same form together, obviously with Ludo and the Penske team they can continue to be as dominant as they've been over the last two events. And when you look at it, you almost you couldn't get more two different tracks than Phillip Island and Barbagello, and yet they showed total dominance. And in fact, in that last race, coming from 19th on the grid to win. So I've got to think that McLaughlin has got to be not a surefire bet by any stretch because we're only halfway through the season or less than halfway through the season. It's looking very good for he and DJR Team Penske. Indeed. My final thought is that Friday we get to see a lot of drivers that we 
don't see too often in the series. The co-driver session, and uh, of course we heard from Dean Fiore last weekend, but it's going to be quite interesting to see how the co-drivers fare with their first well, it's probably their second official outing because they were eligible to run at the uh, official test day at the beginning of the year. But just seeing them back in the car, getting them all settled in and uh, watching to see if anyone makes that silly mistake and bins it is always a, makes for a fascinating Friday uh, practice session. So uh, that's my final thought. I, I don't expect any heroics there, but we'll see how these drivers go with as as we did here, many of them haven't been in a supercar since the end of the Gold Coast race last year. Indeed, and well, I'll be looking forward to getting back and seeing on track the drivers and cars this weekend at Winton. So from Inside Supercars, it's good night from me. And it's good night from him. Inside Supercars is produced by Thunder Media. Tune in next week for more at sportradio.com.au or lock in the podcast on your iTunes or mobile device, search Inside Supercars.